Right, episode 45 mm-hmm. of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Mm-hmm. This is part three of our three-part series on the things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't teach us in college. Have mercy. We hope that you've uh, found some value in, in, in parts one and two. Mm-hmm. We've really been focusing on just, just key things about your career journey that maybe they don't have time for in college or they don't want us to know or whatever. Stuff you wish you knew. Right. (laughs) Things we wish we knew, right? So so we're sharing these with you, sharing some of our personal stories and how they fit in, um, and we hope you guys have been finding value. Yeah. All right. On this episode, the last five, Mm -hmm. get you guys out of here. Episode 45, Beyond the Cubicle Podcast, coming at you. That's Rockhead. Right after the intro. BTC, what's up, people? Uh, social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Is BTC. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us at the email podbtc at gmail.com. We love your emails. Podbtc at gmail.com. Quick recap of the first ten. Things they don't teach us in college. Rocket. And then we'll get into these last five. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one, you don't get paid what you're worth. You get paid what you negotiate. Um, Number two, careers are built on relationships. Number three, consistency beats talent every time. <laughs> Number four, rejection does not mean you failed. It means that you've been given tips on how to be successful. Mm. Number five, if you want to grow faster, practice often. Mm-hmm. Number six, your peers might be your peers might not be as successful as you think they are. So I'm going to add on to that. So don't judge your success based on the success of others or the appearance mm-hmm. of success of others. Uh, number seven, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can curse out your coworkers or your boss doesn't mean you should. Consequences. Just because you can jump ship and go get a seemingly better job doesn't mean that you should. Better pray about it. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Number eight, greatness takes time. Mm-hmm. So be patient. No such thing as rookie greatness. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Number nine, dressings for success is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Confidence is important. How you present yourself to others is important. Mm-hmm. And number 10, the people who tell you you can't couldn't do it themselves, so make sure you find your community. Keep positive people in your circle. Always. All right. All right. So let's jump into number 11. Mm-hmm. Number Fair. 11. And if you haven't checked out those first those first couple episodes on this subject, go back and do so, man. I think there are some gems in there that can really add some value to where you are in your career journey. Um, so marinate on them, pray on them, whatever your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, ponder them. It might encourage you because you might be looking at yourself in a more negative light than you should. Absolutely. 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 All right, number 11. Nobody gets it right the first time. Right. There's no such thing as an overnight success. I heard a comedian one time say, yeah, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. He worked at his craft for 10 years on 10 the grind. And then somebody discovered him and like, oh, wow, he's making money and whatever. Been at it a while. Yeah, I would say this one kind of applies to the one we were talking about, um, 
talent and greatness mm-hmm. because um and, and the one that oh, the one that we talked about where it talked about um the success of the seeming seeming success of your peers mm-hmm. because we can be looking at somebody else and be like oh man like word they're like 27 and they're already in management and I'm like 35 and I ain't gotten there yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we don't know how that person worked. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that person built their relationships. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that we don't see on the surface. And you may not want the cup of tea that that person has in store for them either. Correct. But we don't know that because we're not we're not them. Correct. And then the other thing is, um, you may be up for promotions. You may be positioned for it. Um, you might go for it. Mm-hmm. You might interview elsewhere. And and that's your way of getting your promotion, and you may not get it, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that you have failed, mm-hmm. right? There's a grind to it. There's a grind to it. I just had to talk. I was talking to a, a vice president of a corporation last week, and there was a certain young man that he liked mm-hmm. that was in the field, um, and he says he had he had raw what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy got double promoted. Really? Past everybody. And he has been exactly what the VP thought he was. His work ethic was impeccable. The people respected him because he was very ethical, very moral. Uh, He passed by guys that had been in the line longer than him. However, very respectful. Um, When I say this guy lived up to the expectations, but dude, he went from one job, line supervisor job, to a couple of levels up through management. The, the pay is serious, but who he was as a person and what the VP told me was, he says, I'm looking for character. Mm. That was his word. Failure builds character. You'll learn one way or the other. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> and so if you're, if you're trying to level up yeah. um, and you're going for different positions within the company and you get rejected, yep. you're going for positions outside the company and you get rejected. Don't stop. Absolutely. Take take feedback. Please ask for feedback Absolutely. on every last one of those situations because that is telling you what you need to do the next time. Absolutely. But when you get that win, Absolutely. keep building. All right? Absolutely. Number 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. It's not about how much you make. It's another whole show, man. Money-wise. It's yeah. about how you manage it. Absolutely. Studies have shown that it's not until people make over $200,000 a year mm-hmm. that they actually start to put serious reserves away. We are in a country wow. where people live up to what they have. Yeah. Now, I got <sighs> I got a hats off to my millennials. Mm-hmm. My millennial friends have rejected the notion that the baby boomers, we were name branders. Uh-huh. And we want you to see we got our gucky and all the other stuff that we have on. <laughs> we're shopping at needless markups. We're wearing stuff to impress each other. And all my millennial friends looking at it like, that is the dumbest thing yeah. on the planet. Yeah. You know, uh, but, and, and with that, you're starting to see some difference in money trends. Yep. But this crosses all socioeconomic lines. It does. You know, it does. Uh, except for a bunch of my Asian friends, pretty much in America, we spend what we make. Yeah, and which I, is why our debt. Yeah, debt to income ratio is a way off. Cro- crosses all socioeconomic lines. And I don't think we talk about this enough mm-hmm. in terms of career, because most I don't I don't think most of us think about our financial health yeah. in terms of how that's impacting our career success. 
What if you can? What if you're living below your means? How much do you have to go for a promotion you don't know about? Correct. So, so there, there are a few ways to kind of look at this, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to to this, your financial health. Now, and I'm not saying like if you're, because everybody has a different life situation. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. You may be supporting more than just yourself. You know, oh, absolutely. you might be the, the me the sole income in your house. All sorts of stuff. Elder care. There's so much stuff in there. Yeah, but there's still a way of managing your funds. Mm-hmm. That takes a little bit of pressure off of going to work every day, okay? Right, and I, and I and I know there are other other pressures that come in, but we're, right now we're just focusing on finance because there's something about financial stress that when you go sit down at that desk in the morning, it's just like oh, I don't feel like doing this because you're worried about the bank account. You're just trying to get to the next pay period. Yep. Just to see that thing go up. Then you'll get a boost for a couple of days, and then you see all your money run out of the account, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> right. But that, so when you when you get to the point where we can uh, educate ourselves on better money management, right? Mm-hmm. It tends to take a little pressure off of work, mm-hmm. and so we don't have to scrap and scramble and try to run and get promotions that we may not be ready for. Mm-hmm. We might not have to try to jump jobs every seven months just trying just trying to get a, a higher pay range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can grow and we can marinate. We can let our skills and knowledge marinate, and then we can get the big jump when it's time. When it's time. Now, this is not the show for, but we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. Absolutely. I'm also here. I'm a strong believer in that you should not get everything, all the money that you make in life, mm-hmm. from your one job. No, multiple streams of income. Now, I've, people have sold stuff. I've sold stuff. So I've talked to somebody. They were a little arrogant, I think, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, you know, I don't sell anything." Oh, I said, oh, so you're at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. You are a consummate buyer. Yeah. Which means you're the sucker that we all love. Yeah. You don't sell anything. Right. You don't create any additional revenue. Right. So I love people with side hustles. I don't care. I've sold olive vera. I forgot who. I've sold (laughs) Bahamian diet. I've sold whatever as a side hustle. And all that says in your character Mm -hmm. that you are willing to do something bigger than just sit and suck, soak up the sun True. at whatever desk you go to. Absolutely. And when you add that in, it also makes you feel better and not as much a slave when you go to work. Absolutely. Because if, if all you do is worry about this, you, you feel like slavery's back. But then, and then uh, a, an unintended consequential reward of that too is that mindset of continuing to search for multiple streams of income to make sure that your life is balanced and supported, you tend to bring that mindset into work, too, and you tend to apply that to different problem-solving areas. Preach, and you become an entrepreneur. Yeah. And businesses love that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Bosses love that. It's another way to create value. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, we need to do a whole episode on um, just financial health, period, though. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, number 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a popular conversation amongst me and some of my coworkers, <laughs> and I'll tell you about it. Number 13, nobody cares that you tried. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not, not even a little bit. I got kind of throw some shade at one of my brothers who I love. I know you're listening out there. But we were talking about NBA championships. Okay. Okay. Here we so go. So we talked about who got chips and yeah. who didn't get chips. Right, right. And... Uh, uh, unabashedly, I support a young man that sh- comes to the finals a lot, 
but doesn't necessarily win all the finals that he goes to. And he is a great, phenomenal player. Phenomenal. But he doesn't have those chips. And nobody cares. That other team did not go home with their chips, no matter what I call their players. Cupcake, freeloaders, free riders, whatever I came up with. At the end of the night, I have to go home and realize the chips went to Golden State. Yeah. So nobody cares that you tried. Now, we'll give you credit for effort. But if you say, hey, E, I need you to accomplish this. I, if I come back, well, you know, I didn't get it done. Right. But I tried. If you're my boss, you're going to find somebody else that can actually do it. At work every single day, Yep. there's a list of tasks that need to be done in a certain period of time. Yep. Could be a day, could be a week, could be two, three months. Yep. At the end of that period, mm-hmm. they really don't care that you put in the effort. They're just looking at the results. You know what I mean? I tried, but I couldn't do it. Listen, man, like within the last two months at work, right, I've had this project that I've been working on and trying to get done since last August, and it's still not done. Got and it. every month I'm going back to my boss like, hey, man, you know, I kind of, all this other stuff popped up on, on, the, on the priority list yeah. that was kind of bumped up. Yeah. And yeah. when I sit down at my desk after explaining why I haven't gotten it done, there's yeah. a, a pit in my stomach because I'm like, come on, man. Really? <laughs> I got to be better than this. <laughs> That's real talk. Now, now, I know that rationally he understands. Oh, oh, he's good. Right? He's good. But for me, it's like, nah, I got to get this. This should have been done, and it has to be done because at the end of the day, results are what matters. Results are what we can take to prove our value, not the fact that we put in effort. Man, I just saw this thing that just messed me up, and it was an, it was the psychological um, satisfaction of Olympic um, medalists. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bronze medalists, yeah. bronze medalists are happier than silver medalists. Yeah, yeah. Because silver medalists are saying. You mean if I had been a tenth be of better. a second faster? Yeah. So okay. the silver medalist is going like, the silver medalist goes, nobody cares that I tried. Yeah. I went to be the best. Yeah. Now the bronze medalist are probably like, really? I, I got in here on the stage. <laughs> I'm on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So, and, and in the real world, and let's make it really, without sounding bad, it is. Your supervisors and bosses and upline yeah. leaders could care less about your trying. They are paying you and may get paid for reaching certain results. And that's just the way the, the business works. I'm not thinking about it like this. At the, at the end of a bonus period, yeah. when I sit down, what matters is how much I accomplished in a, in, a, in a year. Absolutely. Not how much I tried to accomplish. Absolutely. And that's what they pay you for. That's it. That's, that's real. That's it. Uh... Number 14, uh-huh. it's better to do one thing extraordinarily well mm-hmm. than five things somewhat well. Ah. So there's a term that floats around in a lot of corporate spaces mm-hmm. called SME, S-M-E, mm-hmm. uh, subject matter expert. Subject matter expert. Right. Now, my views on this is being a, a SME mm-hmm. can... Add some very great value to your career. Uh, namely, longevity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you're only good in that one area. Correct. 
but that's okay. That's okay. Because if it's critical, yeah, they're gonna keep you around. They're gonna keep you around for a while. Man, I, I know guys. Um, I remember when I first came to Houston, um, and you know we were in the middle of a transition. Our company was had merged with one out here, and we were moving from Atlanta to Houston. And you know because of that, you have a loss of uh, bodies. Mm-hmm. And you have to fill the bodies with consultants mm-hmm. and things like that. Man, I remember they were they they we had a bunch of big data projects going, and at that time I had become a subject matter expert in big data and just managing large amounts of accounting data, mm-hmm. um, spitting out reports, creating the reports in our our different our various systems and such. Right, that that was my thing. Right, mm-hmm. uh, brought in this guy and. This whole job, day in, day out. Now, I had other tasks, <laughs> right? That was like my, my side gig at work. <laughs> okay. This guy's whole job, eight, from, from, from 8 to 6 at night, was working on creating massive spreadsheets. He was a data guy. He was a data guru. Okay? All he did was look at spreadsheets? All day long. I'm now, listen. Man, listen to me. It had to lock me up. I, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm an Excel nerd, too. Okay. This dude was so cold. <laughs> I remember going over to his desk. I would sneak to his desk when I didn't have tasks to do. See what he was doing? No, I'd just be like, hey, man, like, show me how you did this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to soak it up. Yeah. Because I yeah. knew at oh, some yeah. point his time was going to go. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to kind of make sure... There was not a, a super knowledge fall off, so I'm trying to let me, let me sneak Learn in and as much get as some can. of the crumbs. Oh, that's real, man. That's but real. it was, but it, it did amaze me that this guy. Wait, it's like wait. So you're a hired gun mm-hmm. to come in and just fix companies' data problems, mm-hmm. accounting data problems. Mm-hmm. It's like what the world? So it's like that's all they pay you for. <laughs> they pay you eighty five dollars an hour <laughs> just to come in here and and I'm sitting here like yeah. Yo, how can I get yeah, to yeah. that? This, this is a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. SMEs are very powerful, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll give you a sports analogy. In fact, somebody says, I've heard I've heard a couple of different ways. You, sh- you can become decent at a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. and that makes you good. But let me tell you about with this, this one point about being very good at one thing. Mm-hmm. If somebody came to mind by the name of Dennis Rodman, mm. and I'm pre-Madonna and makeup and weird Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. the kid that everybody loved, that came out of, you know, the schools, he came out of Hard Luck Story, yep. family took him in, all that. that. That Dennis Rodman, he had one skill. He could jump out of the gym. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's one skill. He parlayed that into a multi-million dollar basketball career. He did. He could jump out of the gym. He did. So... With that, I'm asking everybody that hears this this uh, podcast, what is the skill when you walk in a room, mm. you know, this is the one thing that I do very, very well. A couple of things happen. It helps your confidence to acknowledge that. And by the way, all my faith people, you understand that God gave it to you, so don't think it's floating away. He gave it to you for, for a reason. And most people listening to us, have one of these, but they may not be aware that they have it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something that they are phenomenally good at. The thing is, you probably surrounded yourself with enough negative people and nobody's validated you with that. Correct. But almost everybody listening to us right now has a phenomenal gift or talent mm-hmm. that if they turn it on, it knocks doors down. Yeah. 
So th this is a real attainable thing for for almost anybody. That's another episode idea too. We, we need so, to find an expert on on help who helps people um, mine their their so gifts that, and talents. Absolutely. Man, okay, I'm writing it down. Absolutely. Writing it down. <laughs> um, the last last little bit I add to that is that doesn't mean that you neglect other skills. Oh no. But that means that wherever your gift or your talent is. You hone in on that and make it, you it the boldest one. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. Last one. Mm -hmm. And then we're out of here. Mm -hmm. Last one. Number 15, career success is an art. Mm -hmm. So when I wrote that one down, man, I thought about it for like two minutes. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> sounds good coming out of my mouth. <laughs> what does this mean? What does this mean? Yeah. But... Everything that we talk about on this show, from all the tips, all the advice, all the encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. We can give it to you, but we can't tell you step by step by step by step by step based on your situation, your personality, so your different. whatever, yeah. how to use it. Yeah, it's different. And so the art comes into how you take all the information that you've learned from reading to having mentors to watching other people maneuver to listening yeah. to us or whatever. Yeah. How you take that and shape it based on your path that you're walking. That's the art. I think it's energy surrounding your career if you care about your career. And I like that. We're not talking about the money and the titles. But right. If you care about growing and developing into your best self. Mm-hmm. In your work life, yes, you'll want to take this very seriously. You'll look at it. The benefits are amazing, and it's beyond money. Uh, you're you're closer to being self-actualized. Your family can feel it. Your relationships feel it. Do you take your growth and development seriously? Right. If so, you will be head and shoulders above the masses. Absolutely. And the masses, uh, and you can put the M wherever you want to, they, there are so many people that get up and just get into a routine, mm -hmm. and they are oblivious to what's happening as far as their development, whatever. I go to work, uh, what do you do? Well, I get up and I go to work. What do you do the next day? I get up and I go to work. Right. And they're not even thinking about the growth and development angle. Right. So most of the people don't, which why, which is why it's easier to surpass most people, right. if you are conscious about your growth and development. That's it. So, 15 things Whew. they don't teach us in college. And what did we, what were we thinking in college besides the girls and the boys and who was going to take somebody You weren't. Out the, the, there's a certain trust, a blind trust that comes along with what they told us the process was. Go get you education. Yeah, and so you're just in there trying to go through that because at that particular point, that's all you know. And so that's where, you know, people like us are coming in now trying to reach back and say, and say hey, yeah. get that stuff, yes, yeah. add this stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, because the expectations were, um, you know, I remember a couple of the kids I went down to visit. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm old. And I went... <laughs> Went down to visit to the university, and, yeah. and I'm visiting, you know, the young guys in the in the in their house, and they're arguing about who's going to work for who. So they're on PayScale.com, they're on Salary.com, and 
I'm going to be your boss. Look how much you're going to make. I'm going to make $4,000 more a year. And the funny thing is the market dictates who makes what. Yep. And it changes. Yep. For instance, we like have uh, 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 computer programming. Mm -hmm. We've shifted so much as a nation of our intellectual ability overseas yep. that, the, you know, if you're here, the brainiest of the brainy are here, but that mundane stuff that you could teach one of us that I'm so bright, man, it's done in bulk. It's done in bulk. Yeah. It's overseas. So therefore, whatever I looked at 12 years ago about That's where same. that salary would be, it doesn't exist. Nope. Every time there's a new technology that comes on board, there's a line item in Payscale or, or Salary.com they don't have. So the world, the markets for salaries are so fluid yeah. and technology is moving so much. Yep. I mean, you know, like you don't even remember Fortran and Cobol. I do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Actually, when I started college, I was a computer science major. Okay. And then I flipped to accounting. Accounting was my minor then. Was Fortran... No, no. Fortran and Cobol were still around. But they were slow. They were phasing out. Yeah. 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 So I, re I remember them, but I didn't. I never learned how to program in them. Yeah. Yeah. So then it, I mean, and for those of us that got lost back there. Yeah. Man, we had C++. We yep. were like, well. That's it. If they get to D++, we we pretty much out. Pretty much. And now it's a thing that. It's all cloud-based. <laughs> It's it's all it's it's a whole different ball game, dude. They got templates for your uh, yeah, for your internet, pretty much web based. I pretty mean, come much. on, man. This is yeah, pretty much. All right, time for our uh, our encouragement corner. Mm -hmm. I, I, I keep changing the name of this thing every week until something sticks. <laughs> <laughs> the big takeaway. How about that? Takeaway. Um, uh, I'll go first this week. Okay. So uh, I ran across this quote from uh, Kurt Cobain. Okay. Uh, lead lead guy for uh, Nirvana. I remember. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was dope because, you know, we talk about it a lot, just being comfortable with yourself, um, not focusing on the success of others. That's a big thing with me. Um, but his quote is, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Again. Wanting to be someone else yeah. is a waste of the person you are. How, how man, how relevant is that to where we are now in the social media era? Yeah. Gosh, I'm where, where, where we... We got influencers. Oh my God! And you're like, based on what? We want to be. We want to be what we see in the photos yeah. so bad. Yeah. Because we see that as the picture of success. And sometimes it's fake. Absolutely. Okay, mine is, mine is a Michael Jordan quote. So yeah. for all my brothers out here, you know I give Michael the business. Yeah. But trust me, uh, as far as a brutal attack dog basketball player, there right. has not been anybody. Right, right, like right. That. Here's a quote from him though. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. <laughs> so when you go into work, you may have talent. Yes. But it's about your intelligence, your emotional intelligence about people, and your ability to work with a team that's going to give your career that championship. Spot on. <laughs> I quoted Michael. Quoted Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get grief for that, but we'll be all right. The other goat. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all good, man. All right, man. Episode 45 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. This wraps up our three-part series on the things they don't teach us in college. We've hoped that you found value in this series. Um, drop us a note. Tell us what you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at This Is BTC. Mm-hmm. Or hit us on the email, podbtc at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. podbtc at gmail.com. Hit that like. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. Mm-hmm.